iPhone charger. Whoa. Revolutionary. That's it almost changed. as tall as me. <laughs> Shut up. Go no, home. True. What, what would you We're know? done. Look, you're looking up at me either way. It could be true. That's so mean and so no, true. No, it's fine. People like Did you. Do you like how in the movie there's a joke about where he's like, yeah, it's because you're a little guy. And he's like, I'm 5'9". That's average height in the world or whatever. Yeah. And that's how tall I am. I don't like when they make jokes about how tall I am <laughs> in, in a movie. I don't like when in a movie my height is said is as a, a punchline. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing. Hollywood height, you're totally normal. Everyone in Hollywood is like 5'8". And they all lie about it. Well, they're well, they really they're really like five six, five four, and they say oh, well, that they're I'm not five right. six or five four. Yeah, I'm, you're five eight. Yeah, you're a giant in Burbank. I do think about that, like in to, to bring the tone way down of like when they do make jokes like that. It's like, oh, that's jokes for like white people, because like, specifically being in Los Angeles where there's like a ton of Filipino Mexican mm. people who are like all five six and under, yeah. and yeah. they're just sitting there going, yeah, yeah, well, that must suck to be short. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I gotta. Check uh, myself. It's not. It's not about check. Like I can still laugh at the joke, and I appreciate the joke. But yeah, it's because you're six feet like, tall. Yeah, it's true. It's, I'm gigantic. <laughs> I love being six feet tall. I told you. I just found out I was six feet tall. I've been saying five eleven. Wow. My friend Tom measured me. I'm six feet. How did he measure, measure you? you? He measured me with a measuring tape. He just, you, yeah. I forget how we got there. We were measuring things. Uh-huh. <laughs> we started measuring ourselves. I'm trying to remember what we were measuring. But yeah, no, I wonder what not, that. I'm not in a state of arrested development. I just get together with my friends and we, we <laughs> see how tall we each other are. We were. We he measured me. Well, here's the here's the the, the bitch of it all. I'm not actually six feet. Uh-huh. I'm five eleven and seven eighths. Wow. But well, if you round up, I'm giving myself the six. Give yourself the six. Yeah, give yourself you deserve the this. This is what you have That's to do. That's really the guys, mantra of this show. You got to give yourself, yourself the, the six. six. Can you guys measure me? Whatever that six is, sure. Yeah, you're shorter than me. I'll give you the six. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's right. I just pulled <laughs> a look piece of tape that says that at the end. <laughs> Lesser. Lesser. I guess oh. no. If we know for sure that you're five eleven and seven, seven eight or whatever the fuck, then uh, we six could probably six. use you as like a. The standard measuring. Yeah, measuring well, you just stick. use me to like measure your guys' dicks. The king's foot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, my dick comes up to Nick's. I'm at an ankle. ankle. Yeah. <laughs> we got a kaffir. <laughs> Ooh, I wouldn't like that too much. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. I'm sorry. I have to. Somebody. My roommate just texted me something. All I see is it's a string of texts, and the last text she says, but I'm not paying for it. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> it's about the movie It too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that there was a bill or something. <laughs> she said, I'm, I'm going to see it, but I will not pay for it. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Wow. Is she is going to pirate it? I guess. I don't know. Clear out my nose. Didn't you go to Disneyland or something? Isn't this how we usually yeah. start? Give me, give me your torrents. That's a pirate. That's a, a pirate. Yeah. You understand? I know. Give me your torrents. That's what they say. When they dock. There is a really, my friend Ben O'Brien, I'm going to credit this joke to him, but he's like, it's so fucked up that it's called pirating when like real, real pirates still exist. we still have those. He's like, he's like, it's like, so like the ways you can be a pirate, it's like you can either like attack a ship and like climb on board and kill all the women and children, cut the captain's face off, wear his face, like, I'm the captain now, I'm the captain now. She's like, just like you and all your dickhead friends. Or you can download Blues Traveler discography. <laughs> Be like, Same name. I'm a pirate too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's true. Yeah, Sorry. it's like we haven't retired the original pirate thing yet. Well, re- I guess that that's just the. Pa- <laughs> I hate I hate taking it here so quickly, but I guess that's the power of of capital over our oh, life. Yeah. Like you know, where, where pirates just raid regular people and ports and kill them, and uh, intellectual pirates just like kind of takes less money away from the rich, and the yeah. rich are like, we're in the same boat. Yes, we understand. Yeah, <laughs> we've been pirated. We've been pirated. Oh yeah. <laughs> I should play that every time I get on fucking uh, every time I get on media fire. <laughs> Me just standing on a ship's mast. <laughs> the download bar completes the sails. <laughs> Increase bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they made it readily available, I would pay. <laughs> I was like that stupid ad campaign they did. It was like, you wouldn't download a car, would yeah. you? It's like, of course is I that, would. Yeah. Is that a possibility? Yeah. yeah. If that was a thing, do you know how expensive a car is? I mean, we're getting to the point where you can download guns. It's kind of cool. have a 3D printer. It's kind of very cool. It's really insane. Or we, you know... Medical equipment. Yeah. No. Artificial limbs. When, listen, to me, Dom, with the advancement cool. of technology, when has that ever happened? When has it ever happened where technology has advanced for the betterment of mankind? It's true. Well, I mean, it's... Blu-ray. It's, it's, <laughs> it needs to be put in the Blu-ray's hands of... Blu-ray's dead. It's, it's true. Well, it needs to be put in the hands of the responsible party. It do, of course it does. Which is me. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately. Me and everyone that I know <laughs> that I give per, the personal okay to. I didn't think a year ago that I was going to become somebody who wanted like a Chinese nanny to monitor the internet and everything that people were allowed to right. do on it. Sure. I mean, I, when I, I Chinese, let me clarify. I mean, emperor. You mean I like mean, a Chinese nanny state, I, I not mean, like a million Chinese nannies, <laughs> like on a, <laughs> monitoring the web somewhere at the top of the world. Just like <laughs> bound by no government. I meant President Xi. I meant Xi. I meant President Winnie the Pooh. No, I no, no. I like this idea of expatriate <laughs> Chinese nannies that have formed a commune in, in Antarctica and are monitoring the internet for the good of mankind. Well, when was the last time we read Stephen King? Have we have we read any Stephen King? Just the last time we I did. read um, his new called? book, Pet Cemetery. Oh, I tried to read um, The Outsider, okay. which was his new one, and it started with like. Two kids saw the cops come around the corner and they went, nah, man, it's the friggin' it's fuzz. The it's the <laughs> it's just the fi- Dude, I, remember I flipped to a random page and uh, it was somebody saying, news stories are going to be going crazy with this. It's like OJ Simpson meets The Exorcist. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what, I have no context, but I don't want to read this book. I absolutely sure. do not want to read like this book. Just like imagining some fucking Zoomer just blinking at that. It's, it's <laughs> Zorak sound effects. <laughs> Zorak eye blink sound effects. Bing, 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 bing. It's really strange when you're like, this was someone who really got it and was very cool and wrote in a very real voice and I like his dialogue most of the time in all of his books I, it always feels very I'm very impressed with it I think it, again it's like a thing that he doesn't necessarily like it's not what people think about right. we've talked about mm-hmm. this where the way that the characters talk to each other isn't usually the like oh that's Stephen King's good at that but I think he's very good at it so then it's Maybe. like weird where it's like when it gets late, when it gets later in his career, he just forgets how people talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. There's, a, crazy. there's sure. a line in Dreamcatcher where somebody says "fuckery" for a fuckaroo, and I don't <laughs> remember. But that's been throughout his but, entire career. Of like, yeah. who, are, who are these weird Southern psychos that you hang out with in Maine, where you spend yeah. all your time that just speak like this? God, I was even you had me thinking about because I was re, I was trying to remember Stephen King books that I liked. The Green Mile is definitely one. The yeah. Green Mile made me sad, but I forgot. That at the end of that, in the movie and in the end of the book, Tom Hanks is immortal. Yeah. Because there's a scene in the book where John Coffey 
through the bars, grabs the prison guard's penis. He has prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. So just just like without warning, he just grabs the prison guard's penis and squeezes it and then spits up black bugs. Which means that like for the millionth time in his career, Stephen King s- sat down, stared at a blank page and went, no, no, it should be a disease of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> that way John Coffey can wrap his big black hands around my dick and make everything all right again. I mean, his dick. I mean, his dick <laughs> yeah, his make everything all right again. His dick. Tabitha, give me coffee. <laughs> it is very funny how he he's the most openly um, Freudian author I think I've ever read. Yeah. But still somehow manages to just be a... He's just uncancelable, just by, by sheer by sheer well, virtue. I just, just had like, this I thought. just go everywhere. Here's the best part. And I don't know anything, so please forgive me. Please forgive me. <laughs> you know me. what I like about that, though? The prostate isn't in the penis. Yeah, grabs his penis. It's in the perfect midway point between the penis and the asshole. Stephen, <laughs> Stephen King's favorite place like, We call be. that the dead zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, God damn it, you... <laughs> But I was it is really weird. hunting for it. Somebody just tweeted. Somebody I just saw this tweet. It like got like two thousand likes or something. Got some retweets where it's like I'm reading this. Some guy on Twitter was like I'm reading this Stephen King book, The Stand, and I really like it. But like midway through the book, he starts introducing female characters, and he just describes their breasts in the rain every yeah. chance they get. <laughs> and I'm just like I've been screaming it from the mountains since I was thirteen. There's, it's weird that on the Stephen King wiki, there's a section on each of the female characters about their breasts in the rain. Well, we like talked about it. On breasts it's in like rain. the Salem's Lot thing that I talked about where it's like you turn the pit you're like he's like and then the vampire is at the front door steps inside raises his fist back in 1820 <laughs> <laughs> he just takes a uh, yep yeah uh, the thing that's uh, okay so this is the discussion that I think you need to have when you talk about um a society that's at the same time obsessed with marketing and the greats and and these wonderful authors and gods that live among us mm-hmm. and also diversity, progressivism and like new era shit. Because like when you're looking at Stephen King, you're asking him to write like a female <laughs> character. Yeah. This guy that came up in the 60s and the 70s as an author in the 60s, 70s, really learned the skills of how to write in that era and ask him to write like... um like an Asian female oh, character, dude. you're asking for a recipe for disaster, Who's or even a black female lives. character, as we see several times. Oh, dude, I get you're dude. asking for a recipe for a disaster. I, it's it's that same thing. When I was a kid and I wanted to read spooky ghost stories, you pick up a Stephen <laughs> King book thinking that it's going to be a master a, of horror. Um, yeah, King. yeah, right, uh, right. And, and you're just like. And by, you literally by the third chapter, you're just like counting the n words. You're like, well, I did not yeah. sign up for this at all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's I, very strange. Male authors are like that. There's there's something very like I don't know if it's it, it's hard to articulate, but like Dean Koontz has the same thing where there's this weird focus on like I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm one to talk. I have a podcast where I just be a bad boy for an hour. I, I, I think about this a lot, and I think about it in in terms of um, like the age of free love and growing up in that era of like. Uh, especially when they describe sex and they talk about sex uh, right. in, in their novels, like of the popular American male novelist, they tend to have attitudes that like free love and sort of pseudo hippies of the seventies had, which is just like, if you really look at it is super um, like non, non feminist. Like it's always like, yeah. like, you know, free love is, is rock and roll stars having sex with 15 year old groupies. Like right. it's, it's not necessarily like uh, uh, age doesn't matter, man. And really the, 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 Notion is really more like, hey man, there's pussy to be had. Yeah, it's like, not, they're, <laughs> they're not looking at them as like equals or people. Yes, it's just it's like you true. can have sex. There's no diseases, no condoms. Like, and so there's, so there's a there's a certain amount of personal responsibility that you you assign to them. Which I mean, of course, it's all of it. Like they're, yeah. they're, at the end of the day, a person is responsible for the words.
words that they say and things they think. But I understand why he has these like really weird, just like diseased nuggets of concepts at the center of a lot of his stories. And it's definitely here. It's definitely well, it, and they're writing around. The thing oh, is, his yes, his role in this movie, so funny. His cameo is who he's supposed to be in real life. Yeah, like that was when he was born. The the most the clearest path for him sure. was to end up in a in a shop. Oh, no, no, no. You no nobody should have to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, yeah. What, what, you, what even race are you? <laughs> what is your ethnicity, Stephen King? He does look like he just came out of the ground. Well, like he, he'd been living underground. He looks like the missing link. Like he doesn't look like he's any like from right. any country. His uh, eyes no, are like deep set in his he's head. He's like a spectacularly ugly man who yeah. I, I adore and I love his work. I, obviously, I have a very complicated relationship with his stuff, but. <laughs> like he's an, he's undeniably an insane looking person. Yeah. Dom, he lives in a big mansion with bats on the gate. We're allowed to say he looks like a rodent. Yeah. He looks like a rodent. <laughs> a talented rodent. Yeah. He does live in a mansion with bats on the gate. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Everything else is normal and like stately. He's just uh. like, this is my little spooky. This is what the wife lets me have. <laughs> <laughs> so, all uh, right. All right. Sorry. Would you? <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I'm, you, oh, I think you were addressing the thing I'm where I said he's got like the kind of nasty nuggets. At the core of a lot of his He's got stuff. his nasty nuggets. Maybe Stephen King's Nasty Nuggets is the name of this episode. Strongly, strongly uh, exemplified by uh, the opening scene of this wow. movie. Oh, yeah. Whoa, dude. Where <laughs> it, hmm? here's the thing. When I was watching it, it, when it was happening, I was like, well, surely this is important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. There's I, no way I walked into a movie we'll, and we're doing an exploitative beating up the gay couple scene. Right. We'll see at least one of these characters right. again, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, we do, but kind you of. You want to know for why? why? Just to be a, a a gay person who's dead who calls Bill Hader cute or something. Like, sure. Yeah. Like that, he just comes back to be like, well, I'm gay and I know you're gay and also it did this to me. And why did it do what I was talking about this with Tim? Why did it do it to him, the, an adult? I, I, I thought no he was going to help him. I thought it was going to be a weird opening where he take he pulls him out and like almost does like a Bowers thing sure. where he like makes him a yeah. I don't know. I just thought he I thought it was going to be this weird thing where this guy like or he he kills both of them because the guy gets too closer. To, I don't, but again, why why couldn't it have just been that they walked? Well, so I, I was thinking. Why did they have to get beat up? Because I was thinking about it, and as I should do when we're recording an episode for it. Um, and so it it really victimizes. True. true. It victimizes like the infirm. It victimizes the the people that Derry has rejected. Like he never goes after the bullies. He never eats the bullies. He like in fact recruits the bullies like to his cause. It's only the people that Derry itself and that like society itself seems to not consider like children. Um, you know, like uh, gay people and stuff like right. that. Those are the ones that seem to fall to Pennywise, but not a drop of that in the movie. So what that reads as to me, while not like trying to think about it and make excuses for the director is like, oh, this is just like a weird exploitative scene where we take somebody that we know is like a, a socially uh, like vulnerable person, watch them subjected to like society's ills. And then just to, just for tone. And then we watch exploitative yeah. the in definition as well. Yeah. In definition. There was zero like, in a, yeah, it's a, it's weird, man. It's a weird. And again, I, this is not pearl clutching because I don't care if this happened to to a narrative end or even in a way. Well, so like what the narrative end is that like 
uh, because it's an adult, I guess, something happens, goes up on the radio, and Mike picks up on it, and that's how they know Pennywise is back. Right. Right? Mm. So that's that's the, the crux that really kicks the whole thing with the losers coming back to Derry off. But what is what is the significance of that that particular event happening? You know what I mean? Like thematically to the movie, what is the significance of it beyond being exploitative? Right. That, that Derry is still. But th- th- this was what was weird to me was I also thought maybe oh this is a this is a bummer example of like a town that hasn't progressed and that there was going to be something to be said there that like this is what happens when. If you in 2019, if uh-huh. you are in a place like this, this could this, you know, these beliefs are still loud and angry. And then I thought maybe that was going to have something to do with like when they all came back, that there was going to be some sort of reckoning of, I don't know, or like but, thematically so, that like de- nothing has changed. And when yeah. you go back home, I, I don't know, man. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they didn't even really interact with you. You can hear me trying really hard. Like I'm trying to work it out, but it just felt well, bizarre. Oh, what's weird is like, uh, I think that stuff probably is in there. It either got cut or didn't end up on the screen. It's probably, yeah. it's in the book. The, the, both these movies feel like, because I think they didn't even explain why they say beep, beep, Richie yeah. in the movies, yeah. but they, but that's in the movies, but they don't explain like the context of that that is in the book. And these movies almost feel like they're made for people who read the book. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, that's what I was going to say. This does feel like a, a really nasty example of, um, being close to the novel, but then when stuff hits the cutting room floor, shit doesn't make sense. Because I, right. I just I just remembered actually the end of it in the book is that Derry fucking collapses. Yeah. The whole thing falls apart, as if to imply that like the whole town's been rotted by its presence here the entire time. And that like the mm-hmm. whole town by extension of just being near it has acted as a facilitator to bring souls and bring right. like the, the t- town's children to this creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and without the creature, the whole thing crumbles away because it's all rotted and evil and fetid at this point, which, which is like, Oh, okay. So like all the people in this town and like how cruel and evil they are, this is all the same energy. This is all the right. same, like, like source presence, yeah. yeah, presence, but it's not addressed in the, again, in they, the movie at all. Not they wanted to, apparently that was apparently like when Stephen King was talking about, when he was talking with the screenwriter, Gary Dauberman, uh, about stuff that he wanted in the sequel, he, he wanted the full collapse at the end. And right. also I didn't realize they apparently shot a scene with the turtle that got cut out of the movie. Oh, I didn't know they, that. They like, they fully like shot it and it's going to be in the director's or the mini series or whatever the fuck we're getting. Sure. Mm. But, um, I like that. Yeah. Cause we're never later. done. It's yeah. never, I'm all never about just, that. you never close it. That's what I, that, well, I, I, I'm conflicted about it because I like, like I do, I like, there are some movies where I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. I, I want to see this extended to a miniseries, but I also don't like the idea of like shooting a movie and just be like, well, we can cut it down to, to theater runtime because we know that we'll release the definitive version later. Like sure. there's a part of me that like discourages me from seeing movies oh, so in the you, theater. You think that the theater ones are going to be like, take a quality hit because they know that the real one's going to come on Netflix yes. later. Yeah. Exactly. I, I would hope that they would have a little bit more integrity in their product to like look at them as two different things. But mm. I, you know what? I'm Now that I say that out loud, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's more, I don't think we're in that zone yet because that's. It's not. It's not normal yet. But it's also, I, not, yeah, it's also the, not highly profitable to put it. on The, the worry TV is series. when it gets normal that that's what you do. Right. Yes. Then this is that will become the problem of like, well, it's only going to be in theaters for like three months, two months. That's so however many people are going to see it when it's in the movie theater. But right. then everyone's going to see it. The, and then the majority of TV. the audience yeah. will be afterwards. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Can right. I show you guys a joke that I wrote mm-hmm. for this episode, please? Well, I've got a couple of these coming out. Uh, Oh, so anyway, so I saw the movie. I was with Tim. When I saw the movie, I walked out into the lobby and I went to the ticket taker mm. and I said, excuse me, ma'am, I hate to break it to you, but I think the S and the H fell off your marquee. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we got some more jokes coming later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to talk about how um, the first one really tapped into something. I think that I was very susceptible to. I, I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it when we saw this, that I was very, um, I have a fragile little baby mind mm-hmm. and things scare me. I'm, I, uh, and I think the first movie did a really good job of hijacking an old feeling of like being awake at night and being a kid and being too afraid to go to sleep. And it really, really put me there. And it, I think it did a really good job of that. I think, the first one was way scarier. Mm-hmm. I think just by sheer tone. I think the idea that, especially because it's like kids who they can't just go buy a gun. Right. Which why wouldn't? Why didn't yeah, why any of these people do guns. that in yeah. this movie? Because <laughs> apparently, if you just fucking bonk them hard yeah, enough, it must abide by the physical form that it inhabits. Yeah, yeah which so is all, which is them. cool. But also that begs the question: like, why then? He just wanted to be big. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have so, I have so many thoughts about the ending of the movie, but I really did not yeah, feel it doesn't thematically resonate. the like. I didn't feel the threat as much this time, and yeah. I was really I was really disappointed because I think in my head I was like, wow. Well, if the first one was so ruthless with the kids and these really disturbing images and that feeling of like you're just not safe no matter where you go in the daytime, you're not safe in the nighttime, you're not safe. Imagine when they're grown up and he's mad. Like yeah, that was right. kind of how I was like, I was like, Ooh, this is going to suck. I'm going to yeah. be upset when I go home. Cause he's I was not gonna fucking s- around just full on, just aggressive going but, after them. Sure. But then he does the same stuff in this one. Well, I would say he even does it more low key, like yeah. almost as if I wish they would have explained like he's, he's still weak. So he can't really do, you know, he's, he's just going to work around the fringes, but we, we have the upper hand here. No, they, right. they don't really imply anything like that. Um, I really hate the dead center of this movie. I hate mm. it. it might the be tediousness the, it, of the... I l- actually left it the, the first time. I walked out of this the first time and then came back and watched the whole thing again um, and liked it a bit more the second time. But the scene where they're, they find out about the, the ritual and they mm-hmm. all need to go find their personal effects. Right. And we have a scene with each one of the losers oh, yes. finding yeah. their personal <laughs> effects and having a scene with Pennywise yeah. in order. In order. For about an hour and 10 minutes, which is it's when legit an hour, and 10 minutes oh yeah. of time when it, it starts frustrating. And it's also like the fact that there's no stakes to the horror scene. There's no. no one's in any danger, really, at any point in any of the horror scenes. It blends some like really bizarre, like comet straightforward comedy where it's like not oh, even, yeah. doesn't oh. even feel to be relevant, like reverent to the, the movie anymore. It's just like straight up irreverent comedy. Um, and <laughs> also just like. I, I don't really feel like we're moving these characters forward at all. Like it's it's also unforgivably information we already have about these people. Like yeah, Beth likes the, the likes her poem. Eddie is like a freak who doesn't like who, who is weird about health stuff. Right, right, like, right. Oh, oh, that's yeah, the only point there. of those scenes, except for the fact that okay, Eddie shows that yeah he can choke the thing and he can do damage to the monster if you believe. But then he there's can. a weird musical gag. Yes, exactly. But that's the only yeah, significant the thing that? that happens in any of those things, except for right. maybe Richie's story, but. That's a whole different thing. That thread sucks. Um, but I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? No, just I agree that when it and when it started, when it was like, all right, we all of us have to find our token. Which I was also for as much as it happened the same thing exactly in a row. At, at the end of each of their sequences, I went, wait, what did they get? What was their thing? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I forgot. There like, were a couple things yeah. that weren't. Yeah, because totally it was clear. like they picked something up, and I just didn't think about it, or they didn't make it clear. 
that like that was the token. Well, yeah. I don't know. I was, it was so funny because when they got to the part where they're burning all the tokens, I, it, I for a minute I was like, oh, his bike can't fit in there. But yeah. then I remembered that it was the fucking hat. But it was the, the hat, the the boat. I agree. The middle of this movie drags. I, I, even like joking aside, it's weird. I think I kind of liked this movie. Sure, actually, well, I think because the emotional stuff between the losers at the end of the day works. Yeah. Um, Bill Hader's a great fucking actor. He's being too funny in this, but I'm going to blame that entirely on like the director not like reining this in and yeah. or, or like them not or the going, editor. Like, Let's use the cuts that aren't mm-hmm. as silly and funny because he's there to be Bill. Hader. He's doing his thing. He's being funny. But then when he does have his emotional beats, like fuck. Yeah. I was. I was. Re- you know I was crying it, in this. Do you know what's interesting to me? I think he's my big pipe and hot take. I love Bill Hader. I think he's a great actor. But I think the reaction that he's getting for his performance in this movie is because people aren't watching Barry. And I don't yeah, mean, I don't mean to be that. I don't mean to. I think that's like an annoying p- position to I'm put right myself in. You, but, I, but I was like, when I was hearing like Bill Hader Oscar buzz for his performance in It too, I was like, whoa, they must really... Go for it. I mean, I was like, that's awesome because he's been so good in the show. I'm sure this was, but I was like, oh no, he's being like good in the same way that I know now that he's good. And I'm like, oh, people aren't catching on yet that he's like, he's amazing. Extremely good. Barry's a two season HBO show. It's not that crazy that it's. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but he's the, like the depth of his range on that show is unbelievable. Um, I do wait. I want to talk about the tone of this movie really quick because I so like you were talking about you thought the first one was scary. The first one is definitely scarier and more grounded in our reality. And this one, actually, I don't know. I don't, I didn't think the first one was that scary. That's what I should say. So I didn't mind that this one wasn't as scary. I kind of appreciated that it just was like going for broke crazy. Yeah, it was like a fantasy. It was, it was kind of, which is kind of like what Stephen King writes, really. He really writes like adult fantasy adventure novels. And I was the first act of this movie. I was so pleased by it. Like me too. Like I really enjoy when we, the scene where Jessica Chastain is running from her abusive husband down to grand staircase where there's an evil painting of him behind her. And then she takes off her wedding ring and, and like darts out into a thunderstorm. I was like, Oh, I'm pleased by this. (laughs) This is very fun. Yeah. To be, to make a point about that scene though, it was, uh, pointed out to me that we knew what everyone did all of their, we knew their good jobs, their successful lives, mm-hmm. except for Jessica Chastain and the guy who plays Mike. That's the whole thing with him where I, he never left and he's just kind of like a crazy, I assume some kind of historian. And I think her whole thing was yeah. that uh, as a part of her character arc, she just kind of side chains her life to to men and and finds like, I, a, like a new man to latch herself on to totally and idealize. I get that, but then... That's an, there's an interesting showing the cycle of abuse thing. Like mm-hmm. I, that's, that's interesting to look at in it to, to an extent and kind of like upsetting and real to like, see that, wow, she, you know, she ended up with someone that's mm-hmm. sort of like what and she did, knew when yeah. she was a kid and, blah, blah. but then the solution to it or the way that that ends is that she just you know finds a better man yeah like and that's that yeah yeah that's the like her her character conclusion is like i agree <sighs> i don't think it's a great it's a great satisfying character arc for her well the fat um, kid got hot so but I, guess, I guess like oh you found <laughs> so i guess i'll be with him because he wrote that nice poem yeah it does like it does point to just like inherent shallowness of of it being 
Written by a man, directed by a man, whatever. Um, yeah, fuck it. I mean, just it's, a fair it's, point it's, to it's true to the 1986 true. Stephen King novel. Yeah, that's <laughs> right, right. That's, that's very And true. I don't know what exactly point I'm trying to make well, other than that. I guess, like, well, what you do in 2019 is you look at the source material and you're like, how do we dress this up a little bit just to make her a little bit more of a person? Because we know that audiences... Right. But then, I don't know, maybe maybe audiences don't care about this one in particular. Maybe for some reason, I, I think maybe she resonates enough as a strong character who's clearly not... Like, yeah, we like her. And, but yeah. She's clearly like a full-fledged, not just... Uh, titties out the girl character in this movie. Nice. She's very. I much, love those characters. She's, like a, she's a central <laughs> character, so maybe maybe she's honored enough in that way. But you know, I, I guess there is value in pointing out. We also like, I liked in the beginning of the movie how really everyone is successful at their in their field. Like every one of the yeah. losers, like went on to. Bill Hader's no, stand up really. was insane. That was like, so yeah, I, like yeah, it felt are. like he was doing a take where he made, who's making fun of stand up, and then that's what yeah. they used. Yeah, and it's also yeah, so funny. Like, what did he say? The, oh, I was jerking off the other day, and my right. girlfriend. And now like, I'm in Masturbators Anonymous, and then he forgets, and it's just a woman in the audience goes, "You suck!" Like immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did love, but again, to the first act of the movie, the like assembling of the losers again was so fun to watch, and I really liked the idea of them all like barfing as soon as they yeah. are told to come back. Yeah. I, like that just, that's the stuff again that was like in the first movie. There was something about that feeling of like the dread yeah. of a, of childhood fear of you're just like this, like there are no rules. No one can save me. And then the idea of like being an adult and you're reminded of that feeling was like, the experience I had watching the first movie. So like when they're all getting the phone calls, I'm like, Hey, remember when you were a kid and we fucking almost died and got eaten? You come back. Do yeah. it again. Like, I, yeah, do come it to was me. extremely effective. I, I, I was like, Whoa, that's a good, like childhood trauma. Like, yeah. uh, you know, PTSD reaction that they yeah. all have. I thought that was really cool. And then once they're actually back in the town, I just, I don't know. I feel like it, it was mishandled and it's, and it's disappointing because I feel like, the second half of the TV miniseries in the early 90s was also kind of mishandled. People notably also think that that's the weaker half. Yeah. Um, and it sucks that this is also that. So, like, it'll, yeah. this will forever be remembered, like, oh, the second half, it's just not. It really, it doesn't have the same resonance as the first well, part. Well, also, and I don't know the yeah. book, but they, it to, to me, as two movies that I've seen, I, remember, I never read the book, but it annoyed me that it ended the same way. It annoyed me that the same... They beat him the same way, mm -hmm. just different. They just take his heart out this time and the lights go away. Yeah. But right. like in the first movie, it was just like, oh, we're not scared of you. You're just a dumb clown who we can beat up with a stick. And then they do that. Yeah. And then this was the same, like, they just did that again. It was like, it was the same, but dumber. I was talking with- What is, what is happens in, in, in the book? It, there's something more doesn't, like- Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Mike actually go inside of the creature and like- It has something like, to do with like giving yourself over to like, not just conquering your, your childhood fears, but literally giving yourself over to the powers of, of God or something. Oh, like, he loves or that. Or like letting you have like full <laughs> on just faith stand. in yourself. It, it really, I think it did come back to the stand because it's all the same shit. Mm -hmm. Because it's like literally in the Stephen King universe- the spider is like <laughs> the Stephen it, the, King universe. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. In the Stephen King universe, the, the deadlight is the power that the Crimson King wields. That's right. his ability. So mm. it's like it's all the same magic. It's all the same like chaos that feeds on fear. And I do like his fucking Cthulhu level mythos that he's built over his 40 mm -hmm. year career. It's silly. And it's like it, it'll also be like um, so the tur the turtle, Maturin, which is our guardian, which gave every, which gave the losers the power to defeat it. Uh, right. it's, it's corresponding spirit on the other side of the beam is a huge bear with a satellite dish on its head. 
like a big cyborg bear and that's the guardian on the other side of the mm. beam of the so it's like it's that kind of shit where it's like weird dumb sci-fi right. and then ancient uh just native americanism yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i love that his we can talk about that mythology. too for a second the yeah like- oh that's fucked up that this is all like uh, you just kind of have to get over the fact that like there was an ancient Indian chief is going to be at the center of most what? Stephen King yeah, stories. I also yeah. really didn't because like because it's, it's inescapably offensive. I think I was really <laughs> annoyed. I never will ever like. I like it as a twist of oh someone. I liked maybe if Mike. I know that's not how it happened in the book. I'm just going to talk about them like they're just the stories of these movies that exist. But if my I like if Mike was. Evil, or somehow he had been in. He he brought them there, maybe not even on purpose, just to die. Like he he was influenced by it, and he he thought the thing would the ritual would work, but then that was also just a trick, and it was just a way to get them there. Because like I will, I don't think I'm ever gonna like, especially how tedious it was for each of them finding their tokens. I'm never gonna be down with, and then that doesn't work yeah because right. and not even like it doesn't work because they do it wrong like if it didn't work because they fucked up and it was like this was our shot and then we were just still too scared to like actually win cool i'm i'm that's fine that kind of failure but the failure of no this wasn't gonna work at all so yeah. the whole we just spent an hour and a half of you guys right. this was doing entirely this futile and for nothing it also didn't really feel like it moved the characters forward as well yeah like i didn't really feel like they were learning something and then the really way that helping. they beat him is go shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> you, just, you shut up well, you ugly clown I, I did the, the, piece the, of shit the idea. end of this movie really is kind of like a repeat of the first one but a lot I, I felt this way about the screenplay in general and i don't know if it's because this was just gary dauberman writing this one and the other script was based off the one that carried yeah. Fukunaga, oh, yeah. but like, <laughs> e- like there are like line by line comparisons because there's a line at the end of the, towards the end of the first movie where um, Bowers' dad says, "Ain't nothing like a little fear to make her paper man crumble," which mm-hmm. is like great eloquent. And then the line that we get in this movie is, "There's other ways to make people feel small." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It was cheesy. It's the same thing, but so much worse. It was a cheesy, cheesy movie, man. It was because and sometimes I sometimes like when it fully leaned into being like. A melodramatic like horror opera I could like get with it I was I, like I alright I see what we're doing but there were other times where it totally like a clown but, there a was, clown. but that was so much of the value of the first one is that it seemed to be extremely aware right. that this is a clown or that this is like the stereotype that we've been spending 30 years with this imagery of like the creepy clown man <laughs> yeah. and everything he's doing is very like disturbing and weird and this one seems to be like conjuring monsters of it's the big scary lady <laughs> yeah. And it's like uh, I, what were some of the monsters from the first dude, every, one? Every every scare like the, in this the, the thing with is the projector is yeah. suddenly huge in the projector yeah, room. That was like, scary. That's, that's like really I startling. Think, I think the sequence they were trying to do it with the fortune cookies in this one, but I love the projector sequence in the first movie because that was again to me the the it's unsettling childhood horror of like you can't turn the thing off. You just can't. Yeah. The screen, you're unplugging it, but the screen still has the scary man on it and yeah. he's getting closer. Well, like, cool. So this is where I appreciated this movie on a different level because, again, the scares weren't scary, but they were so fucking, like, Disneyland ridiculous that oh, I yeah, was man. Like, like, when the heads are floating in the fish tanks just, like, singing, I'm just like, yeah. all right. <laughs> I'm like, I'll the watch for- this. When the fortune cookies started dancing, or, like, when they started <laughs> rumbling, I was like, I see. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, like... An eyeball crawling out of a fortune cookie, dude, like... it was the same fucking thing when Bowers... Bro- One of my favorite parts of the movie... I do feel like this movie will be a cult classic. I actually do... Because it's bizarre. Because it, it's like... 
it's so fucking yeah. weird Campy for a studio cheesy, movie. Yeah. But when Bowers murders his way out of the mental asylum yeah. and gets into oh my a God. muscle car driven by his zombified lackey, I yeah. said this to you, I was like, yeah. just blow me while I eat dessert. This yep. is amazing. <laughs> this is everything cool. I've asked for. And it's extremely Stephen King. He's like, get on, Hackstander! He's like, he looks yeah. like the like a character out of the stand. Yeah. But this is also, that's a weird, we're now approaching territory where like, I, again, I've now read enough of Stephen King stuff that th- those moments in the book are sometimes deeply unsettling because it, it just the 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 wild unnaturalness of like there's a dead person in this car like it's my dead friend here haunting and like taking me around to like fulfill the wishes of this ancient demon thing. Sure. Right. And the idea of like, you're sitting in the car next to this, what is a zombie? But like, I'm sure that's not how he would talk about it in the book. He would say like his rotting flesh and his dead eyes looked at and he'd be like mm-hmm. that. I like can remember reading stuff like that in the books and be like, Ooh, I like this upsets me a little bit. Yeah. Right. It like gives me like a little like, Ooh, that's just not, that doesn't happen, you know? Sure. And he writes about it and it, it feels like it's feet are planted enough in reality that it's like just upsetting. And yeah. then in the, in the movie, it is what you're saying where he just like essentially slides across the hood of the car and is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah! It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> it is very. It's extremely silly. You know, I just, like the devil. <laughs> I just. I just realized that actually, I think the monsters from the first one are the same. I think it's the exact same monsters. Just that maybe the sequences were a little bit scarier. Because like I'm thinking about like, wasn't the old lady from a weird painting? Yeah, but it's not the same old lady. It's a different old lady. He he turns into the painting lady for a moment in this one. Because his face turns. The kid who's afraid of the painting lady is dead. Yes, that's Stanley. Stanley was afraid of the painting lady. I thought he didn't like the boy with the head. No, that, that was no, no, that was um, Richie. R- no, not no, Richie. The, oh, I forgot all the names. The, the one who got hot because oh, okay, he was in yeah. the library, and then the little boy with the head came uh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the little boy with that the head in the that first one. That was scary too. The burning Easter eggs. I was sure. like weird. Oh, the, so there's another like so him with uh, Jessica Chastain, the child version of her, mm-hmm. where her head is on fire. Very not scary. Insane. <laughs> Very yeah, silly. But again, yeah. so silly that I'm just like. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll watch this PlayStation 2 cutscene yeah. in a theater. <laughs> yeah. That's why, though, I think the childhood story is a little more effective because it's like anything where if our perspective is kids and we're watching kids react to something that's scary and that maybe objectively I could look at and hmm. be like, I'm not scared of like a girl with her head on fire. It's just not scary. It's just weird. It's well, funny look to look you. at. Yeah. But like when you're watching <laughs> big it, tough guy, Dom. big strong man, big walking five eight Dom yeah. walking around. I'll tell you what, <laughs> any girls with their heads on fire, you're not gonna speak. You're not, coming, you're not scaring me tonight. <laughs> Back off, lady. But you can you can get into the mind space of like, oh yeah, that would just like existentially horrify a kid. I and don't know. him him popping out of the projector screen and being like, <laughs> like I, you're I, like, yeah, as a hate tr- that. As a but kid. I feel like that's what they were going for in this bike bringing back the children's stuff so much is that like they really realized maybe the tone of this just doesn't kind of, we need to kind of have some of that, but there's but then more. the kids stuff in this sucks. Like even yeah. when they do the flashback, the kids stuff, yeah. like those sequences right. are, do not match the quality of the sequence of the horror sequences in the first one. It, I, it, I don't think it's a perspective thing. It really just seems to be, there's some thing that's missing here that wasn't quite, or that was there in the first one. There's like a, a, a real consistency of, of product. Like th- this even just like drifts into far too funny. I, I know I mentioned it, but oh, yeah. like, this is too funny. This gets too funny too often. I understand that there has to be some like, like there's the whole scene where, um, 
the little girl with the with the with the wine stain on her face, right? Yeah. Where it's like supposed to be there to remind you. Uh, it's a classic it scene. It's hunting a child, right? This is this is the scary thing that you're here to see, right? right. Uh, yeah. This is the normie idea of what it is. It does this really scary scene, maybe not super scary. In I like. My yeah, I think it was maybe one but of my fine. favorite parts of it. It was just a pretty good was... sequence. Um, you know, it's the big bite. Oh my God, children are dying in the town. Cut to the guard watching, <laughs> watching a cat video on his phone. Yeah. And that immediately into the silly scene where the dude escapes the mental hospital. Right. Where it's like, what, what is the tone here? Do you want me to remember that there's horror and that there, like, I shouldn't feel a lot of levity? Mm-hmm. Or is this like a straight black comedy? Because this reads a lot of times as, as a, a black comedy. I, I was thinking about it. It almost reminds me. In remi- ways that aren't artistic. It no. It blur the line artistically. It blurs the line like confusion. Confusing. Well, it does. It, a lot of the comedy almost does feel like studio notes where it's like, get their attention, keep them, keep them engaged. Mm. But I, like, it is insane. I thought the most egregious example, which is weird because I also kind of, I just, the sheer weirdness of the choices in this movie. Yeah. I was never bored. But when the battle. like The Conjuring, to be honest. Like, yeah. It's just like, this is like a mess and clearly for a very particular marketed, uh, like financial purpose. <laughs> it's fucking so weird. Yeah, dude. But, but when, when the final battle with it fully stops so that Richie can do bits about the dog in the doorway. Yeah. Well, there's literally an evil claw, like snapping yeah. at them from a foot away. Yeah. I was just like, who the fuck said yes to this? Well, yeah. This is in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely That was weird. when I was like, and again, this is, I said to you, Nick, on a text, I love, I love a big monster. Give me a big, <laughs> scary monster, and they're, and we're running from him, and he's smashing rocks. Five ten monster. All right, just everyone. Yeah. <laughs> a huge monster. <sighs> this is what I get. I don't think I'm 5'8". Like Am I 5'8"? I, I thought you said you were 5'8". I'm 5'9". Five, 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 you're not oh. a small guy mentally. Dom, you are 5'9". Thank you. Yeah, you're five nine. No, you're five nine. This is the worst. <laughs> How did I let this happen? Sorry. Um. Well, thanks. I don't remember. There what I'm are saying. other ways to make people small, Tim. Yeah, you just gotta make them believe. <laughs> you just see what? Um, you were saying that you love a big scary monster. I love a big scary monster, but I, even I was like, this is not what I think I'm meant to feel right now. Yeah. Because like, oh yeah. Even in the again, I'm gonna just keep comparing it to the first one. The ending of the first one where they fought, where they go down in the sewer and they find his place and she's hovering. There was this sense of like, uh oh, we should not fucking be here. This yeah, is like, exactly where we don't want to be. And when he, when it is there, you're like, uh oh, he's here and yeah. it's scary and we're too close to him and he could kill us down here. And then that's the end of our whole thing. And in this, it was just sort of like. I, we're, sure. I, I don't know. We got to fight the monster. It's kind of like a, like, vi- I, kind of like a video. It was game like a video. They're like, yeah. they're like yeah. in the arena and they're like doing the side quests and like talking to their party. Yeah. And it's like, hey, isn't there some kind of imperative going on here? Isn't there some kind of like large uh, danger that yeah. we should be addressing? It does feel like stopped is a good word for it because it's. And I don't even think the Pomeranian thing could be entirely ineffective because there could be a sense of Pennywise fucking with them and going like. If it didn't turn into a monster of them going like, no, 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 it's probably fine. What if it's not? Of them just like, (laughs) they're so paranoid dealing with this creature at this point. Like they don't even want to approach this cute, tiny little dog and then shut the door. I I don't know. There's there's a chance for an effective comedy scene there that's funny and also relevant to what's happening. And also isn't just entirely there for a gag. It feels like, as we keep talking about this, the revisiting of your childhood fears and trauma and uh you know, D 
dealing with the memories you'd rather forget and blah, blah, blah. I did not get the sense that anyone was particularly, I know this might yeah, sound no. stupid, but that anybody was particularly forced in this movie to face that stuff. I, because I agree like, with you. And I think yeah. it's super heavy handed. I think the way that they ended of like, check it out, guys, our childhood scars are gone. It's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. That's in the book, too, though. I, I know. Was, which I, was is, like, I know, but, that like, could well, be but they don't do any of the work throughout the, the right. movie that I just watched. Right. That's I'm true. Sorry. So, no, that's, 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 that's exactly what I was saying. Because I know in what I thought this movie was going to be of the doubling down of, no, we're, I'm going to, this, this monster's been hanging out for 27 years being upset. And now he's going to make you feel like a little kid again because mm-hmm. he's ancient and you're not. Mm-hmm. And he knows now, okay, I'm going to up the ante. I'm not after kids anymore. I'm after adults. And I like, I was just so ready for it to be like traumatizing, like a horrifying, these people shaking and breaking and being like, just being complete mental messes because this thing has made them feel mm-hmm. the way that they felt when they were kids. And this is not what happened. Instead, right. you do get, what's his name down in the, in the, under the pharmacy. And it's like, Oh, the icky guy is going to lick me. Yeah. And he just like kind of has the adult reaction, which is like, get the fuck away and just yeah. chokes him. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And you're like, well, that feels good to an extent. I like that. Like I was looking for that feeling too, of the idea of like, no, wait a second. I'm a fucking grown up, And if scary monster lady comes flying at me, I'm going to like, yeah, beat the You'll shit out her. of her. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, or I'm going to, you know, it's the fight or flight thing. I don't know, but I just didn't, I never felt, I didn't feel on any of the, the, in any of the columns of the kind of cathartic endings that I wanted to feel in this. Yeah. I didn't get any of them. I didn't feel as scared as I wanted to feel. And I didn't feel as satisfied in them beating him as I wanted to. And even, even yeah. the funny stuff that was getting pops in the audience, it was getting laughs. Just some of it. Okay. So, um, Bowers breaking and stabbing Eddie in the face. Total scenes played for in played. Yeah. It was played extremely the whole for last. Thing which is was bizarre. Last, I'm like, wait. So hang on, you've been dealing with this monster. So okay, just just thinking about this. Uh, this is easy chair shit, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, I did not write this movie, but like, if I'm, I'm going to look at this from a top level, you got this monster you've been dealing with that makes fake things. It's all these like fake visions that are going to come at you all the time, and it's going to spook you and scare you. And it's like, oh, oh, it's made a vision of your childhood bully that has a knife. Oh, this isn't real. Oh, but then it is. Right. Yeah, like where, stabs you where, in the face. where is the like the but here's where's the, that moment? Bowers should have been a way bigger <laughs> threat. The also, enti- the entire point of having him in the movie is in service of that moment, in my opinion, of like mm-hmm. you want to get him there, and then I don't know. The whole thing is played as a big gag, and then he's just he's wrapped up really quickly and has no real uh, relevance to the story otherwise. Yeah, we didn't see enough of him at all. Well, I, I was think. also a little confused, and maybe this is explained in the book, but my understanding of it and his powers and what he does and what he is is that like so when he is the licky licky sicky guy yeah he's there it's him right that's pennywise isn't yes. he physically there yeah, it's so a physical like form and it, it can hurt you but he doesn't seem to like really want to he seems to more want to fuck right. with you because what is it i'm gonna feed on your off what is it I'll feed on just, your fear and feed on your flash and feed on your fear so like he wants to he makes you really scared first and then he eats your soul and then he eats your body right so which i understand but He's physically there, so these things... I, I don't know, man. Because even then, to that end, it's like, all right, he's trying to make you scared. So, like, if that's the first part of this, he's not just going to eat me, then what are we... Like, what's the point? Because also, as an adult, like, wouldn't you think he would just, like, be it? Yeah. Just show up and be like, look at my fucking teeth. Yeah. I'm going right, yeah. to bite you now. <laughs> like, what's with the... I don't know. Because it's, it's if... Because like there's an existential fear. There's, like, he wants you to not only feel the physical fear, but also the fear of... of 
something that's represented in yourself. I um, totally understand that. And I, it's again, when I'm talking about how like thematically I understand that it's up to that, but it doesn't, it doesn't do it. Yeah. So like then when it's like, it's not very relevant, it's the tall old woman. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Why was that Bev's? I do not understand what that had to do with her at all. It, right. If anything, it was like, no, her dad's there Mm -hmm. and alive and, that's who we're scared of. Sure, like, right. that's not, we're not scared of an old woman we've never met. I don't know. Tim and I were talking about that scene is so funny because she's talking to that old woman and she's like, you know, I moved to this town with my father many years ago. And she pulls out like a daguerreotype photo from like yeah. the 1840s. Yeah. Yeah. Puts it's on like, like ancient music. It's like, this lady <laughs> would be listening to Elvis. Like, <laughs> how old do you think people are now? <laughs> right. But also the, I didn't understand is there something in the book of like the form of Pennywise the clown that he takes and why there was like the scene where he's a human man? I have no idea, but yeah, I I wanted, I didn't know what that was about either. Like I thought we were scratching at like, Oh, this is the Genesis of when he like became, became the clown. Cause there was this man who was like an abusive person. I don't know. I love that. But I, I love that. It's that he just like, it's a total fake out. Like in, especially if you put it in the, in the initial teaser trailer, if you don't know anything about like chapter two, the whole thing read is like, is Pettywise's daughter here? (laughs) Like, are they fighting like, like the, the son of Grendel is like that whole thing. That's interesting. Happening with this. I never even thought about that. But but like, you know, when you, in that initial teaser trailer, which was just that scene, Mm -hmm. it can easily be read as like, Oh, is like Pennywise's daughter. The villain, like, is that oh, what Pennywise? Like, you know, because you have the, like, okay, yeah. the the vision, and I think just the fact that it's this total fake out story, it's this total old lady story, and he's just like taking right. it to give her a fake origin for his clown persona yeah. when it's really it's billions of years old alien energy. Love that shit. Yeah, that's some call, pure Call of Cthulhu. That bullshit. was cool as shit to me, man. I liked the vision. I liked the the getting drugged and looking at the the pot. But even yeah. that, it was like, you know, it was so cup, whatever it was. J- James McAvoy. Okay. My man. Is he good? I don't I think know. He's good. I, I, think he's I good. don't know. Because the American, well, whoever was advising his American voice on this, it's like he is doing, it's like he's doing Mark Wahlberg. You tone down the accent at 1.4 times speed. That's the way it feels. Like yeah. When I'm listening you're to right. speak. And it, it feels so, it just feels really odd. Like his his manner of speech is really odd, and that the reason why I think about that is because of that scene where he's mm. having the vision. Like, did you drug me? I feel really good. Here, I feel very good. Here's my feeling about James McAvoy's. I I love actors who are able to go over the top, and yeah. so, and I think he goes over the top in a very authentic way. And Nick Cage of a new generation. Of course, but Nick Cage can also do quiet moments, sure. and I don't see James McAvoy doing quiet moments particularly I, well. I disagree. I think he's very good at being very natural and just standing there and saying insane shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But was but did. It, in this movie, I'm sure I, 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 I thought he was great in the beginning. I, I was having the vibe of there's certain actors who they're always doing something weird that when they just play some guy, I always get a particular thrill from it. So like, yeah. I feel that way. I don't know. It's like a Johnny Depp thing or something where it's like, yeah, this person's usually doing something bizarre or such a character mm-hmm. that when he's just like walking around and talking to his nor- wife and he looks normal and he talks yeah. normal i'm like yeah, it cool. almost feels like what yeah. is the <laughs> i'm like oh, sure. this is a treat for some reason yeah. um i i also think that, I, don't know. I hate making no. i hate making this note like when when talking about a movie because it's like impossible to know but it does feel like there was just some weird takes used of line reads of his um maybe not necessarily that he's doing a bad job because like that just made me think of it there are several times with this movie where i'm like oh he's doing a really good job 
Like he sounds totally fine, totally yeah. normal. And then other times they'll just be like a particular read with his American accent where I was like, oh, that was just, mm-hmm. well, they shouldn't have let that fly. Like someone on set should have been like, can we get another one of those? I, I, but I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how making a um, do you know what was a bummer. movie works. I got really, really excited when it was the flashback to before Bowers was arrested because I thought what was happening was that Bowers was somehow still alive from the age. That age, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I was like, I thought this so is too. weird. He's gonna show up at his house as the version of him that disappeared. Yep. That's bizarre. I, I totally. I guess I had. I lost track of that, like from the book. But I had that exact yeah. thing because I. Which I. But I also, to be fair, I also like that. Like, oh, he got blamed for all the murders because he killed his dad and all. And then mm-hmm. like now he's crazy. So of course he got locked up and now he's out again. How exciting! Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's obviously cool as well, but. I don't know, man. I don't know. I was disappointed. I don't really know what I wanted, but it disappointed me well, in, a, in mm-hmm. a way. I think that this movie leaves a lot because there's another thing. I was talking about this with Tim. There are a lot of things, and I don't know if like the movie is, because maybe it's expecting you to be like a lot of us as an audience, or, or rather it's it's trusting us as an audience, but the casting of the little boy who gets munched in the uh, fun house, in the yeah. House of Mirrors, Tim pointed that, because I thought he was, that's the same kid who played uh, um, the little brother in the first movie. But they don't address it. Like James McAvoy doesn't seem to recognize Whoa. him. But it's the same because, like, when he first showed I'm up sure. in, I'm almost positive it was too. Because when he first showed up in in the uh, the Chinese restaurant, I was like, wait, are they not going to say anything that that's like the little kid from the first movie? Unless I'm totally wrong, but I could have well, sworn. I, I also thought that the the hot Sam was Ethan Hawke, so I might be totally oh, wrong about that. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think he's got he's got no. That look about him. He doesn't like look like Ethan Hawke. Yeah, guy. yeah, I know. I, I guess I forgot that Ethan no. Hawke is not from the '90s anymore. Ethan Hawke doesn't have that fucking chin, dude. Yeah, doesn't have that chin or that manly uh, gait. That, that dude, that dude looks like he was like Ashton Kutcher, like X two. He's like Just a New like, Zealand actor. <laughs> Kelly watched this. Kelly watched this show called uh, on top of the lake, over yeah. the lake, over the lake, in, inside a lake. I guess he's not. What the fuck? Who the fuck? Is- Hang on. This is bullshit. <laughs> All right. So he's the not fact that The fact that we were wrong. Just wait a minute. Just he's wait. Him. He's not Where him. is it? Well, who is the fuck? I'm going I, to. I recognize that little even kid that, from something. Even who is this? that little boy? Hang on. I'm sorry. I have to know. People laughed in my theater when he, when James McAvoy grabbed the kid and went, you need to leave town. Yeah. No, Everyone I was know. like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, let me tell you, I'm mad right now. I hate that I have like a Berenstain Bears that's like a week old. Now that this is just, this is how frequently this is happening to me. What? This is my fucking Mandela effect. That you thought what? it was the kid. That I thought that I could have sworn it was the same kid in the universe. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Is this, this is Pennywise fucking with me. This is exactly This it. is exactly yeah. what it is. This is what happened to those kids in It. What was the name of the kid? Who the in fuck this is movie? that little ass Doesn't boy? Matter. Boy. Fanboy. Boy who dies. All right. For- Which also, that was, listen, that was interesting and shit, but like, again, these are all these pieces of this. There's a way to make this feel less. Again, we are extremely in the easy chair, mm-hmm. not sitting at page one of adapting a gigantic novel, but there's a way to make all of those things happen. That don't, because like I was reading an interview where they talked about, which I, and I completely sympathize with, and I think that in a many, in a lot of ways, they did a great job with taking something like a book that doesn't play completely sequentially and making it have to be like a movie that makes sense, like sequentially. And then there's a clue and then they continue. And then that leads to this and that leads to that. I understand that was probably like a fucking headache to break when you sit down to do this. Right. Sure. 
that said, I still felt like this was trying to be faithful in a way that made it still feel like a book. Cause I, I felt that vibe of like, I think even in a book I would have gotten a little, uh, like burnt out on everybody finding their token and there being these extended moments with just one person who I maybe don't like the most in, mm-hmm. in the group or whatever, who, or whose story bores me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even, you know, the, the idea, I think it's very interesting. The idea that there's this, so a new kid lives in Bill's old house and he reminds him of Georgie and it's right down the street from where Georgie was taken by the monster in the sewer. Mm-hmm. And now he's feeling a history repeating itself thing where he's like, I wasn't there. I didn't want to play with my little brother that first time. I can now protect right. someone else. But, and like, that's, that's interesting and everything, but it, for some reason felt silly in the face of we can defeat the monster forever. Yeah. Like, I don't care that the kid is going to the carnival. Well, like I, I read it. I didn't think that he, that kid even really existed beyond the first thing in the, at the, Chinese restaurant. I thought I well, I know. I always I thought it was like an it, like another thing with it fucking with him. Of like you know, oh the kid's gonna be at the fair and you're not gonna be able to save him. And then like all of a sudden the kid is in a glass box that like you can't access, that no one can access. Like Mm. he's just in here somehow, and it is breaking through, and you don't even really see him eat the kid. The other thing is that like when he's leaving that funhouse and he's on the phone and he's like he got the kid, he got uh, Mm -hmm. whatever the kid's name was, Eddie. uh, I don't think he names him. Whatever. and then, like, it cuts to the the losers, and they're having a conversation. It is dusk where they are, and it's firmly nighttime where he is. Mm. So I'm wondering, if, like, either that's like a fuck up, uh, or, or there's like, some, or anything. there's some kind of yeah. significance there of like he's in a dream sequence because I didn't think any of that was real. That motherfucking kid was not in the first it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I recognize I him too. I think he's in Legion. I think that's he my, is that might Le- be where yeah. I recognize. Oh him from. fuck, that is where I recognize he's the him kid from. from Legion. God damn it, um, Nick. fuck that kid. He shouldn't get to work anymore. But you didn't think that was weird. like okay? You didn't think the the, the House of Mirrors sequence was no, like I see weird, you're saying now. where he's like slipping. Yeah, what House of Mirrors has like a tight hallway that you need to pop your body through? Well, let me tell you something. Now that I know that that kid is real, because like you made me feel a little better, because that kid's death is uncomfortable well not uncomfortable it's just like jesus christ yeah he just gets turned into a wave of blood yeah (laughs) don't do the noise yeah Yeah. Yeah, uh all right here's what i'm gonna say i'm I'm gonna say in a in a i'm gonna say what i like about it because it's a big like because i don't i definitely didn't hate the movie right and disappointed is different than think is bad um i in a very meta way i think appreciate that this the sequel to the highest grossing horror movie of all time. Uh, and instead of, in a sense, I could say that this is maybe a bad thing that it is not what it is advertised as, but in, for, for my very specific interests and purposes, I find it very cool that I was in a, you know, the middle of the afternoon packed theater of all the people who wanted to see the sequel to it and be scared and go home scared. And it like, ends like a Spielberg movie. It ends like the end of a Harry Potter movie. Like, right. yeah. And then we'll all be friends forever. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that that's really neat in a sense. And as we keep talking about, it's an adult fantasy story mm-hmm. with like fucked up yeah, images sure. and language and there's severed children's heads and oh God. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. The bait and switch of like, we all just sat and watched like uh, essentially what could have been, like an 80s movie, 80s movie kids adventure thing with grown-ups saying fuck. Yeah. Right. 
down to like eyeballs coming out of fortune cookies and severed heads with spidered legs. Like, yeah, very silly and very goofy, but we all showed up for it. And then it ends with like love. And he it's finally, a super, he writes, a super. <laughs> <laughs> he writes the ending to his book and yeah. he's going to vise everything's it's a sunset on the and he leaves and the thing. And it's cute music. Well, it's chapter one. He finishes chapter one of his yeah. new book well, yeah. because he might figure it out. He might not, but that's what adulthood's all about. Right. You know, I, I also kind of like, I think the part of the reason why I walked away ultimately liking the movie is because there were, there were so many points in this movie where the, the bottom is threatening to just fucking fall out. Yeah. The movie yeah. is, is just like this close to falling apart and it doesn't. And there's part of that was like, all right, I, I kind of respect that a little. Like yeah. I, I respect these swings that you took without totally destroying. Yeah. The integrity of the movie. I agree. I agree. I think that it's at a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes as of the time of our our fact sheet making. It's been falling. I think that's perfectly where it deserves to be. I I think I agree as well. There's not, it's not um, ineffective filmmaking. It's not like an ugly movie either. No. Um, Excuse me. Uh, I, some of some of the, like the band, sh- the music video band shots of them walking around a town, <laughs> I know. an old town in the early in the morning. It's just like, all right, okay, all right, come Did on. Did you like how you this, guys are all in your thirties now? Settle down. <laughs> this was again one after we spent you know like three hours with them as children. They're back. They're remembering the horrors of their childhood. Again, eyeballs are popping out of fortune cookies, and then everyone's like, "All right, I'm gonna just like go away on my own at night now." Yeah, I'm yep. like, "No, no, no, no! I would, you wouldn't fucking catch me dead somewhere without the lights yeah. on." So, it, I, and then and Mike is like hanging out in the spooky library with all the lights off. Yeah, I'm like, what are you nuts, Michael? <laughs> what are you doing? The whole thing is, it, I, I guess that's the stuff we have to suspend your disbelief. I suppose. Uh, yeah, but I, if he's if, but if he's the guy if he's the guy who's like been hanging out just waiting for the monster to show up for twenty seven years, would, didn't you, don't you think he would be like less than like oh I'm prepared for this? Be like holy fuck, it's actually happening. I've had this as a paranoia in my head for thirty right. years. Mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I agree. I agree. Mike, I think Mike I, is, I don't really know Mike what I'm complaining really, about. I guess well, I think Mike is just a criminally underutilized, developed character. <laughs> just yeah just there he doesn't really he's the scientist he's the guy with the information that's his whole characterization which and like i don't even think that we ever really talk about the death of his his parents and like not, what exactly happened there i don't think that's ever addressed just a little you get you see the glimpses of like it's weird because like there's also like there is like a they hint at like this this the, what could be some pretty profound like racial shit going on in the first and second right. movie. Even the way that you see oh, like yeah, the, yeah. the name of the newspaper headline is "Crackheads Die in a yeah. Part of Environment." It's like address this a little bit. Like let's go there. But that's something that I detest about this movie is that they just like want to bring that flavor in. It's exploitative, is what it right. is. They just want to bring that flavor in. Like they do it with the black thing. They do it with the abuse thing, which Ethica Chastain. They do it. They do it with, yes, they do it with Richie with being gay. We're like, I know your dirty little secrets. Like, oh, what a terrible thing it would be. Yeah. To be a gay stand-up comedian in what 2019. You, what are you scared Where of getting are they booked? Gonna get work. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. That was one of the fucking jokes horror. I wrote. God damn it. <laughs> hey, you got to say it. Good job. Yeah. But still, but it's one of those things where like, maybe that, that was subtext in the book. I think that was subtext yeah. in the book. And they're like, oh, we want to kind of develop that a little bit more. But it's like, I know your dirty little secret, Eddie. It's like, again, 2019. Did you like, like, did yeah. you like Pennywise's? Not that weird. Uh, his songs in this one. He sung a couple. Yeah. <laughs> one of which was, I know your secret, your dirty little secret. And then there was, uh, of course, 
audience favorite. You were fat. Kid, you are yeah. fat, fat, fat. I was like, Dude, I want yeah, them to really yep, spooky clown. I do want them. Do you remember the, they did like the Freddy Krueger album in the eighties? Freddy Krueger oh, had a God. music album. I want a Pennywise album. So yeah. bad. Oh, I too. want the, I want the. Now that's what I call Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, dude, Bill Skarsgård. It was a shame he didn't get a lot. His performance is not nearly as much of a part of this movie. I don't think. Yeah, I yeah, it was super. One cool and like we were like whoa what the fuck in the first one can you were very about, impressed can and we talk about sequel feedback because i honestly i feel like maybe this got a little bit of that we talk about that, about how something the the understanding of something and 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 um the interpretation and acceptance of something informs the sequel or informs further development because it feels oh, like you're what you're saying about studio notes about it being funny i think that the first one had a representation of of being funnier than the average horror movie and so they're like oh Let's be more funny. Be funny, yeah. Or, yeah. or it's just like, oh, you know, Richie and Eddie, they had like a fun relationship that people like, oh, let's like ship them. Like, let's just put it, let's yeah. put them together. Like, that'll be like a nice thing. But we don't want to like really make them like a couple because that would uh, disrupt the story. So we're just kind of going to make it this like weird impl- implied right. romance that we haven't done in movies in like 40 years. I, you know yeah, I, mean? I guess that is Why what's are we going implying on. Huh? a romance in the 20 in like a gay romance in 2019. I hope I don't sound too pro. No, 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 no. You're funny, like, man. It's like, just confusing. It's, 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 it's funny. I didn't even, now that you're saying that, I'm like, I'm like, that's in there for sure. That's in there. But I don't think that I've thought about it as I guess that's the, the goal of an, of an implied romance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's the R and the E when he's like, well, R that's and right, 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 there yeah. is an implication. And it's oh, not I even an implication. It might just be like, it's just a fan interpretation that Richie loves Eddie. And it's like really connected to Eddie. And then in this one, it's very explicit of he carves his name into the thing, mm-hmm. but not with a heart. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't put a heart around the name. It's just, just their names carved in the side of the thing. Well, I was kind of disappointed that like, it's like, I really, Bill hated, Bill Hader is still harboring a secret. Like he did not, he didn't actually confront. It's you know true. what I mean? Yeah. He didn't. I thought he was going to say it when they were like outside and hugging him. I think yeah. he'd be like, I'm gay, by the way. I think... Well, I hope it would be that's, better than that's that. That's kind of why I was crying because they're all kind of having their moment of like, we love Daddy, you know, like yeah, we're gonna miss him. And then clearly Richie loved him deeper. Yeah, and they all embrace him, mm. and they all kind of so have a moment. Get it. They all kind of have a moment where they recognize it and then embrace him. And I was crying at that point. Damn, uh, I was like, I get that. that that's, was because that's, nice. that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like that's a powerful piece of filmmaking. That is good. But all <laughs> like the other shit is like like. I, I don't I don't know like the 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 whole rom- the way that the whole romance is played out um feels exploitative and like the the gay thing does feel weirdly exploitative. I'm so stupid man. I really didn't get that they were in love. Oh. I'm just I'm a man and a man. How could that be? <laughs> <laughs> what good friends. Good friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know. I, I guess I really wait, because was was Stanley gay too? No. No. What was with that flash to him and 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 Bill? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? In the beginning, when he sees Bill be like, "Are you okay?" or like, and the cut and them cutting their hands open, mm-hmm. and then he kills himself in the tub. I really, really thought, as far as like you're he saying, said, I'm like, sorry, Bill, because he's like, because Bill was the leader of their gang, and he like respects and honors mm, him. See, it's funny how it didn't read as gay to me at all. Mm, I don't know. Well, it's interesting that like what you tuned into of like this thing of. Oh, they all saw like the subtlety of they all realize, oh, he missed Eddie even more so. Yeah. I thought that in like the loud and clear filmmaking way, when it was like soft focus around <laughs> Bill and, uh, and close up on his face and him going like Bill. Bill. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, he like loved Bill. How interesting. What oh, an interesting. Guy must be gay. <laughs> what, I Look at how soft the focus is. I don't know. I just thought it was like, I thought they made such a big deal about that. In a warm tub you killing what? himself. What a gay one. You know what also probably happened was that I think I had seen some sort of headline or, or a reference to an article that there was like a gay character right. in it. And I think then when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's him. Yeah. No. Because here's what, ha- here's why I say this. Because I thought that's what they did in the beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, wow. And then when they were like, R- Richie was gay too, I was like, oh, they're all gay. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. why that first scene was so Not important. that you were mistaken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. I didn't think like, oh, I misread and it's actually Richie. I was like, it would be so funny if they all revealed to Pennywise that they were gay. And he was like, no, no, <laughs> get away. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> Touch me. <laughs> kissy, kissy, Pennywise. Yeah, that's how the movie. Should, you know what? That's a better movie. Yeah, it would all that make they, a lot more they, sense that they beat him by that they all beat him by taking just, his homophobia and turning it and against turning him. him small and cracking that's his the, heart. That's the 2019 it that we need. <laughs> yeah. It really is. I'm just. Do we have a, anything else that we want to talk about? Like any any other notes <sighs> to touch on? For, I, I no. I feel like I could talk about this movie for a while, but I'm trying to think anything important. I had notes. It Bart too. You okay? Well, yeah. Seem tired. Yeah, I'm a little tired. What'd you do that kept you up so late? Went out dancing. Really? Yeah. Like oh, a- where at a? Go ahead. What's the joke? Clifton's? No, I was going to ask. <laughs> Clifton, you invited me. Oh yeah, where at uh five eight? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the club. <laughs> That's the name of the club. <laughs> yeah, but you went dancing at Clifton's. I want to go there no. one time. I don't dance too good. I want to go there. I want to go there you don't one need time. to dance too good. No that, one dances good. That's I had this idea when people said you want to go out and dance that it meant like go out and like true and everyone's good <laughs> and, and they all they yeah. all like you have to know how to dance in some way. Not the case at all. In fact, ninety nine percent of people who are out dancing are barely moving. <laughs> You're just yeah, like that's what I'm good at. Your shoulders. Yep. I can do this. I got my shoulders down. You just gotta rock. That's all you need. No one's looking at your legs. I, the, I hate when people look at my legs for a lot of reasons. Number one, I have very ill-defined calves. They didn't. I don't have the genetics for that. But I don't know how to move them. Here, let me measure my dick. I'll figure out how ill-defined. They are. <sighs> so what do I have? I have. They a, make you mad. It makes me mad. It makes him stop. <laughs> Ours is a deep rivalry. <laughs> <laughs> he really got me there. Oh, I hate my legs. Interesting. Uh, so just uh, Interesting. producer producer Michael put together our, our little little list. Oh, that's right. Of trivia that he that he does for us. I don't know if this is just Ooh. ripped from IMDb, but I'm going to read a couple couple interesting tidbits. Uh, first of all, in July 2017, child actors for the first film were act, asked which actors they would like to play them. Uh, uh, Sophia Lillis chose Jessica Chastain, and Phil, Finn Wolfhard chose Bill Hader, both of whom obviously were cast. Which I think is a pretty you know cool what thing. The, you know what happened there was that the studio was the, like to no, say Bill Hader. The and kids then go cool. online, and so yeah. they're on the <laughs> internet all day. And then so then when he when Finn Wolfhard was like, "Hi, everyone's saying Bill Hader should play me." I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I guess that's true. Being a I'm being no, 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 no. Please, I, I like any. No, that's true. Anytime somebody says Tim marketing that you think is is cheeky and fun, it's fake and bullshit. Here's yeah. why. I appreciate it. Did you? Does he oh have in God, there? I forgot that. Do you know that they de-aged the kids? Yeah, man. Really? Yeah, I thought it was footage maybe they had shot during the first movie. No, they fully de-aged the children with like Marvel technology. No way. Yeah, and they and they pitched their voices up as well. Yeah, I just read a Buzzfeed article. It was a combo of them talking a little higher, like on purpose, and then also pitching their voices. 
fire. That's really strange. We're, we're doing it so early now. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I think this is where it's cool to do it. Because because you know what I don't like is when there's a sequel to something that's supposed to happen in the same exact, like literally in the middle of the last movie and they all are obviously right. now 16 years old or whatever. Like I would not like that would bug me. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Apparently the, and the, the one, the um, kid who, pl- I forget all the fucking names. Why would they have so many, why can't they have easier to remember names like Spider-Man and yeah. Iron Man? Because <laughs> it's like Ben, Bill. Yeah. <clears throat> the one kid grew nine inches and they had to like hide oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Which kid? The kid who played Ben. The kid who played Ben, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one's Ben? I don't want to say the chubby one because oh, I'm trying to be a good, oh, I'm nice on the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to make you so nervous. <laughs> no, so no, you're not making me nervous. Apparently, uh, Bill Skarsgård can actually move his eyes in two different directions, like mm-hmm. Pennywise. Yes. Use that to freak yeah. out Bill Hader on set. I want to know how much of his, uh, like, the shit he's doing is CGI. Because I have a feel, I, I suspect that a lot of it isn't, which yeah. is insane to me. He's cute. Yeah, okay. Here we go. It's hard. <laughs> it, it makes it hard to make him scary because he's so attractive. A man and a man? <laughs> um, Bill Skarsgård said he had more fun on set during this movie because he was actually able to talk and hang out with his adult co-stars. Which is probably why it's not fucking scary, right? Because yeah, they're just true. like they all know it and hang out with it. Yeah, they're just all getting drinks with them after set. Right after they wrap that day, it's bullshit, guys. You need to run a tighter ship over there. <laughs> we'll tell them for when they make it three. Yeah, I feel like they might. Hey, is it is it just like painfully obvious to everybody else that Bill is? Stephen King, not like us as in everybody else as if that's oh, an original. Always, they're always course, writers, man. Right? That it's like not an original observation, but like, do general audiences like ever clock that, that well, this is Stephen? They really harped on him having bad endings, which I was enjoying, yeah. and also yeah. the fact that like he literally yeah. go, he could he sees Stephen King and he talks to Stephen King. Yeah, it was, that was a really weird cameo. The director of the movie that he wrote was Peter Bogdanovich, a a forgotten director from the 70s oh yeah 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 he was the guy who, he was the guy who let orson wells live in his house for like 10 years crazy and now doesn't have a career he actually he lives in who's the director who got canceled who did tower heist i don't know who you're talking about uh, he did the rush hour movies oh um fucking uh, uh it's gonna drive me crazy uh, brett ratner brett ratner I'm, now peter bogdanovich lives in brett ratner's house so is that true yes Perfect. sunrise sunset <laughs> Weird. It's very weird, man. <laughs> I love uh, movies. You guys want to do the games, Leaf? Yes. Yes. Can you hand me my phone, Nicholas? No. What's the first game, Dom? Well, first we're going to do um, predictive text uh, movie review. Okay. This is where you type in the name of the movie, which is It Chapter 2. Oh, shit. I don't think there's a call. Is there a colon? I don't know. Let me look that up real quick. It. And then using the Three options on your phone's predictive text function. No, there's not. Form a complete review of the movie. Okay. Pick any of the three options. Uh, follow along at home and email them to uh, 6969 <laughs> or 2666 at... All right. We're back. All right. Three-headed. Let's go. No. Or, yeah, yeah. Predictive text. text. That's what you said. Okay. Tim short circuits every time. On that- I don't know what goes on with these games, but they are uh-huh. like they they fill a, a glitched out code. Yeah. Sure. What's oh, yours? I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. I'm, I was foggy as hell. This That's morning, okay. Um, you have the right. days. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. 
It Chapter 2 was truly just the first one. We got to see it again, and it was just so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that's pretty good. I got... I remember mine. Go ahead. It said, It Chapter 2 is the last time we folks are all together so we can get it. (laughs) That's beautiful. Isn't that nice? And we'll always be losers. Why am I saying folks so much in my text messages? I did. Okay, I have a... It Chapter 2 is a fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want me to get the strap. You don't want me to get the strap. (laughs) But it's not like it has a real problem with the group. And that's it. Dude, what What are you doing in your spare time? (laughs) You heard the term, get the strap? Yeah, I have heard the term, get the strap. That's why I'm alarmed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, We want to do three-headed... Talkie yeah. movie critic? Yeah. Three-headed sequel writer. Oh, is it? Three-headed sequel oh, writer. God. It is we're writing, writing It 3. Mm-hmm. And we're writing uh, we're writing the sequel to It, which is It 3. It chapter 3. Okay. Um, everybody it's says one word three goes around kings. a circle. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. Uh, it 3, and we're going to start with Nick. Okay. We're going to go to Dom, then we're going to do to me. Okay. okay. Real quick, do I have to start with the name of the... No, of the, start okay. with anything you'd like. Um, okay. The... Losers? Gather again for one more funeral. This time it's it. (laughs) They bury it again. And they ask God (laughs) for help. And God (laughs) says, Y'all need. To stop with the it. <laughs> the uh, it was actually my son. <laughs> so please stop with killing the it. Okay? Yeah, written and directed by Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, it's the losers gather again for another funeral. This time, it's it. They bury it again again and and ask God God for help. help. And And God God says, stop stop it with all the it. It It is my son. Please stop stop killing me. Please stop killing my son, okay? (laughs) Chapter three. Perfect. What the fuck ever. Let's fuck. God damn it. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do a couple of your autofill movie reviews. Um, read a couple from the Discord. What we have. It Chapter 2 could be the most powerful force in the world to me. And I have no doubt that it will probably end up being a dick move. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> That's by Zach. Jazz Soak. It Chapter 2 is an example of how you can be used as a zucchini, but it makes sense that you are not a good person. <laughs> okay. Is he texting zucchini all the time? I don't know. Uh, Win Farthing, It Chapter 2, you are not the same person who has a great weekend, and we will be in touch with the following URL. <laughs> okay? <laughs> with the following URL. This is good. Sarah, um, It Chapter 2, percent off of course. <laughs> Whoa. Uh-huh. Uh, it Chapter 2 was mysterious, but it wasn't really a good idea. <laughs> it Chapter 2 is a little bit better than the last one, but it seems like it was still the same as the last one. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, what well, we got? One more. It Chapter 2, is that a really nice way to get your hair done by a new friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's in that one in? Oh, thanks, guys. 
It chapter two is only a man that clowns are in the box and the angels is that they all threw away. <laughs> that was like, that one's profound. Yeah. <laughs> that one's very deep. That was like a, the one of Stephen King's like scribbles for the book <laughs> that just got like a little bit of beer on it. The and angels like, and the man really... is inside of us all. Um, that's cool. Thank you guys. Thanks so much for being here, Nick Oldershaw. Yep. Wonderful. Check Thanks, out Coward Nick. Hour if you're daring. Yes, if you're daring. Uh, yeah, subscribe to Coward Hour on, on the Hard Times, Hard Times Network. Good. Um, if you like it heard here, please get that. B A T R E O N dot com slash reasonable beef. Uh, Five dollars gives you access to our weekly bonus, but any amount of money gives you access to the monthly bonus, which is, you know, one episode a month versus four extra episodes a month. It's good. We got a new one coming out. We're actually a little behind. Apologize on that. Um, we'll have a solo one. I'm going to be doing a, uh, a solo essay. The idea of us deal with that. I I want to give it to it's me. It's fucking daunting. I the idea of listening to you just like solo spiral for like an hour. It's just like what, <laughs> what? What the fuck? Wait, what are we fucking doing yeah. with this? Like the studio <laughs> system, late capitalism. God I'm damn glad it! People pay money. Um, thank you, and uh, we will be back in our normal schedule this week. Dom, you have any thoughts? Anything plugs? We're done the movie. It's cool. It's good. I watched it on my phone. Uh. <laughs> Oh, you did? I did. When you said it, right when you said it to me, I was like, I'll just wait. And then I watched it. Like, oh, immediately watched it. Oh, yeah, we watched it with you putting music to it down here, like, and yeah. via Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't it. It wasn't done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was good. It worked. Thanks, man. When's it up? Uh, October 6th, I think. When's it premiering at, at wherever it is? October premiering? 5th. Very cool. And can people Tar- go there? Where is it? Torontis. Toronto. Toronto uh, Buffer Festival. Buy your tickets. Canada, the, the Canadian side of Toronto or the American Toronto? There's an American Toronto. Well, it's like he's being funny. It's like Niagara About Falls, Niagara. where you split. Yeah, you split Toronto in half. And half. Oh, yeah, I'm being funny on Niagara Falls. I'm too stupid to get it. It's All okay. Right. You're just you're not well traveled enough. <laughs> I'm really not. I've been like three places, and I'm, that's as much as I like. <laughs> One of them is Del Taco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Anything gang. else? No. All right. Bye. Nope. Bye. Bye.